first thing I want to start with is give you a little background on what is homeopathy and some of the history and the golden age of homeopathy. The golden age of homeopathy in the United States was 100 years ago. In the 1880s up to 1910, 1920, homeopathy flourished all over the United States. 15% uh, of all medical doctors in the United States were homeopaths, 15, 20%. And you had up, up to 15,000. And there was uh, 22 homeopathic medical schools. Some of your most famous medical schools today were homeopathic. That includes Ohio State, was a, originally a homeopathic medical school, University of Michigan, uh, Iowa State, University of California at Berkeley, at San Francisco were all homeopathic medical schools. The homeopathic uh, medical profession was the first to admit women to their programs, and they set up the first uh, homeopathic uh, women's medical college. So the first MD, women MDs in the United States were, were homeopaths. In the Detroit Ann Arbor area, homeopathy flourished. In Chicago, they had three homeopathic medical schools. In Ann Arbor, they had a homeopathic medical school at the university, and a women's school, and a hospital. And Detroit had two homeopathic medical schools. Okay, so this whole area in the Midwest was flourishing in homeopathy. And then when the Wonder Drugs came out and uh, AMA got control of the government accrediting agencies in the Flexner Report, that cut off all federal funds to homeopathic medical schools. And that's the only reason was financial. They never could disprove it. They could never say it was bad or anything like that. And many cities were literally saved by homeopathy. New Orleans and the yellow fever epidemic. Uh, the doctors there won awards in Louisiana. <coughs> And uh, they have all these statistics. There's a book out called The uh, Logic of uh, Facts or something like that. And they have statistics of homeopathy and epidemics, and it's just amazing. The 1918 uh, flu influenza epidemic, homeopathy would have like a 1% death rate. Allopathic medicine and drugs and stuff would have 50, 60% death rate. And Hahnemann, the founder of homeopathy, won the uh, Medal of Honor from France. For single-handedly, one person stopped the cholera epidemic when Napoleon soldiers retreated from Russia. They, from, they came back from Russia, they brought cholera. And Hahnemann taught a group of doctors, and they uh, treated everybody homeopathically. And he stopped the epidemic, and they have a statue in Paris dedicated to that. The founder of uh, Alcoholics Anonymous was a homeopath. And it goes on and on. The man that did the Heimlich maneuver, his wife does homeopathy. And she's on Maisie Panos and Jane Heimlich. It goes on and on. First x-ray in the United States was New York Flower Hospital. It was a homeopathic hospital. So homeopathy has deep, deep roots in the United States. It was the, the greatest area of concentration of homeopathy in the world. And now the greatest concentration is in India. And then second is Europe. And in Europe, homeopathy is flourishing. In Mexico, it's flourishing. The uh, National University of Mexico has a homeopathic medical school with 800 students. Europe, there's 5,000 medical doctors practicing. Just in France and Germany, it's the same way. So the United States now is at least two decades behind Europe as far as homeopathy. It's accepted by the royal family, every, just about every government that I know of in Europe, and even the United States government. So never have these qualms about is homeopathy legal. Homeopathy. Uh, the legality of homeopathy in the United States was enacted by an act of the Senate and the House, and only the Senate and the House can undo homeopathy. <laughs> OK? 
Okay, so all the remedies are over-the-counter and anybody can purchase them and use them and it's all legal. Whether you call yourself a physician or this and that is another thing, but the right to buy remedies, we still have that and it's very open and legal. So I'm going to give a little of the philosophy, homeopathy, and how we call it an energy medicine, okay, as opposed to a medicine, a physiological medicine. So homeopathy was uh, founded in 1793, so it's exactly 200 years ago. It was by Samuel Hahnemann, and uh, he did a, uh, an experiment. There was a malaria epidemic in Europe, and everyone was doing quinine, which they still do as their only treatment for malaria, the big horse pills. I don't know if they've improved on the horse pills yet. <laughs> but uh, they were giving uh, quinine bark, uh, extract from the uh, Peruvian bark. And the theory was that it was working because it was a stomactic, and a stomactic means a tonic for the stomach. And Hahnemann says, well, how do these doctors know that quinine's curing malaria because it's a tonic for the stomach? It was just a theory then. So he did an insane thing. He took quinine himself. He says, well, I'm going to take it and see what happens. See, modern medicine still has not caught up with that concept. All the pharmaceutical research, all double-blind studies, all triple-blind studies are all unscientific. Okay, we talk about that because they're all prejudiced. It, they only look for one thing and everything else is a side effect. Okay, the side effect can kill you. I would call that primary effect. Its effect on the joints as secondary. But the researcher, it's all prejudice because the researcher says we want to see if this is a good anti-inflammatory drug for rheumatism. So that's the prejudice right there. Hahnemann said we should have no prejudice about what a drug, herb, mineral does. You take it and you record all its symptoms. And then you'll see where its primary and secondary effects are. The primary effects are the threats that are most uh, threatening to the person. So Hahnemann took the quinine bark and lo and behold, he got fever and sweats and chills. He got all the symptoms of malaria. So he came up with a theory that like cures like. Okay? And some people say the law of similars. I don't believe it's a law. I believe it's a principle uh, that we've observed in nature. It's not so fixed as a mathematical law. Okay? But like cures like and all the folklore that we have. What that man needs is a dose of his own medicine. So he's irritable and upset, and we give him medicine, Nux Vomica, right? And Nux Vomica, if you take it, it makes you irritable and upset. So we give a medicine that matches what this person has, it cures it. So his theory is that if a, uh, a herb can upset the liver, it has affinity for the liver, then it has affinity to heal the liver. If it has no affinity to liver, it won't be a good liver herb. That's just common sense. So what it can cause, it can cure. So if a, a, a dog ate a plant and the dog has bloody diarrhea now, that plant is good for bloody diarrhea. Its capability of causing it means it can cure it, can neutralize it. In physics, they have a principle that equal and opposite waves meet. What happens? They cancel each other. They neutralize each other. So in homeopathy, we say if a person, this is a person, and they're putting out symptomatology, a headache, 
uh, flu-like symptoms, fever, and they're not, and they're thirstless. They're putting out these symptoms, and we find a remedy that can produce similar symptoms. And this is uh, gelsimium, the yellow jasmine plant. And we give that remedy, and it neutralizes it in an amazing way.